broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. Changing the words. Boop, 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 boop. Commies, commies. Whoop. And here we go. Is this a season finale? It is. <clears throat> that is damn interesting, isn't it? It is. And you know who they bring e. in for the old season finales? It's that they guy. They bring in some certain guy who's pretty good at this stuff, I guess? Yeah, R.W. Goodwin. He just uh, he's, <laughs> he's the dude of the finales and the openers. Yeah, isn't you know, that weird? It is weird. But he... Uh, he did the finale of season one, season two, season three, season four, and season five, and the season opener of season three, four, and five, and only has one other episode on his credit with, with X Files. Yeah, kind of crazy, crazy, man. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we—I mean, we're kicking off in this shit. We got Josh just having a day in his diner. He pulls out the revolver on everybody. <laughs> this All is right. me. This is me. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is me point today. And, point handgun. I mean, that is a hand cannon, if I say so myself. Yeah, I love it. But um, you know, I watched this. Uh, I, I my head is full of television today, and um, I didn't remember much about this episode at all. I remembered Mulder's mom being in a coma. I don't even. I don't know what happens next. I don't remember this shit, man. And um, I was a little bit lost. I was like, all right, I, I clearly stepped away for a minute. Let me watch this sucker twice, which I did. Um, so I watched it for a second time today. I watched it for the first time a week ago. I actually did my homework early, and then it kind of fucked me in the end. Because yeah. I thought to myself, all of the content I've consumed between then and now has neatly calcified around any type of interpretation I could have of this episode and just sort of been absorbed back into my body. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. You got to do the old high school, the, uh, what do you call it? Not binging. Cramming? Uh, Cramming. 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 Yeah. 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 Did a lot of that in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I did. (laughs) Not not exactly. In college. That's all I did. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, here we go. It's a season finale, Josh. I'm going to come right out of the gates, buddy, and say um, I wasn't overwhelmed. Not over the moon with it, are you? Not over the moon. And I think I had, uh, I didn't remember exactly what happened. I, I'm like, okay, I think there's I, stuff. I don't with know this, what the what, problem is. I don't know if anything happens. Is that the problem? It might be part of it. That might, okay, that might be a little bit bold coming out the gate to say nothing happens. That might be ludicrous, but it might not be incorrect. And, and yeah. we'll talk about it. Clearly, things happen. There are scenes, there's a narrative, there's <laughs> things that happen. Right, but what happens? <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 listening, but am I hearing? I guess is what I'm suggesting here. I don't know. Yep, I I don't know. It's um I remembered it better than it was. Don't, hey, but not a bad episode. Let me just say that for sure. True, true. Yeah, you're right. It is not a bad. It's pizza. It's, yeah. When's the last time you what you took a bite of pizza and went what the fuck and spit it out? Um, ever? I don't think I have I that on ever. memory ever. I've spit it out? I've never. Or just went woof, woof. and threw it away. Like you, you're, you're. If you're hungry for some pie, okay, you're gonna eat a piece of pie. I had some of the worst pizza in my life. My the one time I ever went to L.A. Really? Yeah. Well, why? Why would they know how to cook pizza in L.A.? Sure. Get a taco. You know, get a taco. They fucking crush Mexican out there. I'm Less, guessing. Lesson learned. Yep. You know. 
You going with the deep dish pizza out of Chicago or are you going with the fucking New York slice? Fold that shit over like a proper fucking mm. Italian American. I tie. Mm-hmm. Italian. Anyway. Yeah, this, um, I don't Italian, know, man. Italian. I love that this, I love that Scully just pulls this dude's shirt up. She's like, let's take a look at those belly abs, boy. What you, got, <laughs> what you working with? Pulls whose shirt up? And she pulls up that fucking eye tie shirt in this. Imagine if that was fucking the other way around. If Mulder pulled up some broad shirt to look at her belly to see if she was wounded. Oh, Wait. Damn. <laughs> oh, hmm? the, uh, the survivor. Yeah, she then, she then she rubs her index finger down as happy. Jam. What are you be working with here? <laughs> you <Pies> know what? On. <laughs> you know what the fucking real miracle is? This guy What's not only that? heals bullet wounds, he takes blood stains out of t-shirts. Dude, that is by and large more useful than bringing people back from the dead. Yeah, cleaning, laundering, clothing. Dude, I got some car hearts that could really use this guy's attention. A little Jeremiah Smith touch. Hell yeah, dude. You know, think about that shit. Uh, my Carhartt gloves are gone. Don't know where they went. Had to buy new ones. Bought some Gore-Tex ones, Josh. They are not cheap, but they are warm and completely waterproof. Must have gone the way of your, your boots that you lost, your little booties. Dude, what the fuck is that? You're, anyway. <laughs> there's some guy running around in Dean's winter clothes. Yeah. yeah. Some lucky bastard because it ended up in a Goodwill bag somewhere. What a great, and- what a great podcaster I am. I just referenced... A, An inside joke off camera. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Fucking so good at this. <laughs> you Not guys even with a us? funny one. You guys want context? Holy can't, shit. Can't find my winter boots. Think they ended up in a Goodwill bag. Shoveled in slippers today. Shoveled in the slippers. Didn't want to get my sneakers wet. So um, what about, uh, what, what, what about, so I, I got a question right out the gate. Mm, come at me. The CS, CSM's fucking Mulder's mom. He definitely Mulder's mom wore down. her fucking heels as earrings when he was around, huh? Yep, Tina. God damn, that's powerful. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that too. But when he's that's kind of rad. What do you think that was like? Maybe when William and young and young Fox were out on the wave runner, he was just slamming her up against the wall, knocking all those wooden frame pictures everywhere. Well, as we'll see in uh, musings or memoirs of a cigarette smoking man, forget the mm. name of the episode, uh, not a bad looking guy in his youth, Mr. No. CSM. Yeah, he's got a, you know, he, he might be just a touch too old these days, but uh, or those days, I should say. <laughs> Especially these days. But that kind of cruel sort of authority, there's a fetish for that shit. Can you imagine if you found out, like... What human being do you hate most in the world? Ooh, where do I start? <laughs> that would be my <laughs> response. But whatever. Whoever that is, that guy, yeah. fucked your mom. Imagine yeah, finding that out. It'd be a problem. Uh, that's a great way to paint a picture because I was just thinking of some like real commie, like cunty sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you more mad at your mom or at the guy? You already hate the guy. No, I, I'd be, I, I would be loyal to my mom to the end, I think. But she I think fucked, I would, she fucked that guy. Yeah, I would just assume trickery or devilry, and I'd burn him at the stake. You know, yeah. like a proper fucking Christian man out of you know thirteen twenty one. I would I would blame witchcraft or or something along some some devilry, mm, possibly that would not be consensual. That. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. Okay. Clearly a rape. I like in it. this in this instance. Great, and that's about that. You know. But um, it is crazy to think that he was plowing, stooping her mom. Yeah. 
His mom. <clears throat> I want to hear something else crazy. What's that? Uh, William Davis, you know the uh, the actor, the actor that plays uh, CSM. Sure. Uh, national water skiing champion. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> nope. In fact, it's courtesy of uh, producer. BB Are 9, you kidding me? Is yeah, that why he makes that, that joke? He I wasn't so. as good as me. Yeah. That's a great fucking joke, dude. That's mm. got to be ad libbed, right? Yep. Yeah. That I, means he's got, dude. That means well, he's got either some ad-libbed legs or, or written into it. <laughs> he's got, got some legs on him. Mrs. Mulder can't resist that. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know when you see Arnold's legs when he's pushing that wheel of pain. <laughs> That's just getting your fucking mind racing with the possibilities that normal men just can't do. Can't really bring something up in the chat. Do you think CSM is good in bed? A hundred percent. Because it was confidence. I just said he's, well, now and, that we got legs. water skiing, legs and, and I'm going to call it cruel authority. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think he would. Uh, he's going to give it to you. It's not going to be gentle. Yeah, your pleasure is sort of optional. <laughs> which is kind of my sex life accidentally. No, I'm joking, but but no, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, it, like he, it, it, your pleasure is optional in so far as he's going to kind of do what he wishes with you. You know, you know when people are like, "Oh, you objectify me, gross," and then they're all like, "Objectify the shit out of me." Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Not all. Everybody, relax. Stop your letters. Oh yeah. But the ones who want that, the ones who want that, I think would be would have would have a shocking good night with Mister CSM if you took a few years off him, gussied him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He, he, the pleasure, your pleasure, isn't his objective. But he's not like a void. He's not going. No, to no. His, it's going to be a byproduct of yeah, the, of the cruel authority mm-hmm. that he unleashes upon your ass. Mm-hmm. People are asking in the chat. Do you think he smokes during sex? Like those really weird porn videos. What is up with that? Have you seen those? Really weird. No. There's like porn where like the chick oh, is yes, smoking. Yes, yes. I don't understand that at all. She's like blowing a guy and then like she takes a drag and a cigarette. And I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> CSM apparently. It's fucking the ghost of Philip Morris. Just <laughs> I don't get it. It's so, the Marlboro man loves it. It's so weird to me. Yeah. That is a fucking weird fetish. It's weirder hey, to whatever. me than fucking like. Um, I, I fucked my stepbrother. Oh my God. What are you doing? You're watching me change? Yeah, because that's all hor- Like every Here's the problem. I get, it's weird. I don't dig it, but I'm like, okay, that's a that's a thing that some people probably have. Would you, would you plow a stepsister? Like a stepsister, a yeah, proper th- bylaw, no blood. Okay. No blood. So, I mean, theoretically, game on. Game on. I right? will say, I'm an only child, no steps. So it's like, it's hard to, because my, my, my instinct would be in the right conditions, sure. But I don't really See, I know. have a sister. That's why, like, the brother sister shit does nothing for me. Mm. Like, I have none of that, like, Jamie Lannister shit in me. But, like, step? Eh, you know, my dad's dating a new lady, right? It definitely depends. I don't know this chick when, from a hole in the wall. When she's introduced to your life. Like, you're, like, in your <laughs> 20s and your mom gets remarried. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But know? if you, like, if you guys grew up together. Mm, here's here's I what think, I think, I and think I don't not. know if this is true. But I think anybody who watches anything like that deep down knows, in fact, that they're still just two hot people that aren't literally brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. For real. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't like the mommy shit. No. That's worse. I, I, That's I just, worse, right? Yeah. We've, well, we've had that hypothetical on here, but, but back to the original point, CSM, good and bad. No question. Sure. 
He gave it to he gave it to old Tina Mulder. I totally forgot that was her name. I just always refer to her as Mrs. Mulder or Mulder's mom. But Tina yeah. Mulder got it, and um, there, there, there's a, there's a bit of an up there's an uproar in chat suggesting he may be a sub, meaning perhaps all of that authoritative posturing is is something he just wants to let go of and be sort of dominated himself when it comes time for that. I don't buy it. I don't buy it either, but I do like that thought process because obviously that is a truism with many people. Mm. You always hear about these CEOs who are like, you know, I don't know, smoke and blow me. I don't know. Shit on my chest. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, but I do, I mean, I like what we see of CSM in this. So obviously we're all over the place tonight. It's going to happen. But this episode, you know, we're we're saying we're not, we're not loving it, but I'm not saying it's bad. There's some good shit here. And I'm talking about CSM's prowess in bed to avoid talking about an episode that I don't know how to talk about. I don't. Hey, that's a little peek behind the curtain. Because there's shit here to like. I mean, sure, there is shit I my, like. My favorite thing in the episode is the VHS controller. I think it's the most <laughs> awesome thing in the world. Um, no, uh, I love, you know me, dude. What's one of my favorite things, right? One of my favorite things is this. Hidden in plain sight, right? I love They Are Among Us. I love Cylons. I love changelings. I love things that are seemingly mundane, and then they just aren't. I like I like the killers that blend in, and then that's what's fascinating about this guy. I love that moment when they're going over the tape. They're like, oh, there's this guy. What guy? We don't know what guy this is. And then that weird almost edit where the guy, it's a new guy in the next frame. That's fucking cool. Like That's the kind of shit I'm into. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I, I dig that. I dig that for sure. That shit is cool, and and the the multiples. Yeah, yeah. All working, yeah. all working at the social That's security really administration. Funny, by the way, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I may need a bit of a lore. I might need a little bit of lore expertise, either from yourself or the chat. I I, I don't quite understand the multiples, and I I'm trying to understand a little bit about what's going on. I do love some of CSM's dialogue with a guy talking about how, you know, they don't understand freedom. They give us authority, you know, all of that stuff kind of spoke to, you know, my brain. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, we don't have a English major in the house, but uh, that is that whole scene. Apparently a lot of elements of this episode are, are are a nod to uh, what's called the brothers. Karamazov, Karamazov, the Dostoevsky book I never fucking read. Yep, I didn't either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but Duchovny, I guess, had pushed for them to uh, to kind of lean on that. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I think a lot of that interrogation element comes from that. Brothers Karamazov, wow, I cannot. That's not not in there. Not in there. <laughs> the Brothers K. <laughs> Like they brothers? like they call the fast food restaurant. Oh, brothers K. Reference there, but yeah, that that interaction, the, the reality of this guy or these guys, that's cool as shit. I mean, all the time with CSM is great. He is great in this. He is great in this. This is he does most of the shit in here. I mean, Mulder has a cry. He has when a good he thinks, cry. when his mom has pudding brains. He has a good cry. He has mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> one of the of stretches. You talking of, about the anagram or whatever the fuck? You want to talk about the poor, poem? Boy, yeah, I mean, even I before, thought it was. I thought I, I thought it was ample. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I was way off. <laughs> that one is. I mean, that's more of a stretch. I think on the writers. <laughs> but when when he first when his you know they get to the hospital when she first writes palm and Mulder's yeah. talking to Scully and he's like. Scully, I can't help but think there's a correlation. I like how he uses the word correlation too. Like, hell yeah, it sounds scientific. So the fact that I'm 
he's correlating this incident with Jeremiah Smith laying his palms on these people with the fact that his stroked out mom just wrote palm. Yeah. And and Scully goes, the look on her face she gives him and Mulder goes, you think it's a leap? I was like, oh. Wow. I don't think you'd make a leap with those letters, but yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a different one. Uh-huh. It's a stretch. Good thing he's got them loose 90s pants on, brother. So I guess he, so... So he, so he just, why does she stroke out? She's just so mad from CSM. Uh, that's a, uh, actually, that's a good question. I don't know if they resolve in the, in the two-parter. X says, no, she just went down and I saved her ass. Cause so, cause now we got to remember X is spying on this shit. Yep. X is in deep. I mean, a lifelong, a, a lifelong past or whatever you want to say of, of cheating on her husband and, you know, rolling around in dark deeds and probably having a lot of, you know, high blood pressure, high stress, hypertension. She's got a lot of tough way to live, right? Yeah, a lot of comorbidities. Ooh, mm-hmm. damn, Donnie Doctor himself rolling in with a comorbidities child. I like that son, that's nice. Yeah, I'm going on like a. a I have I have a word of the of the day calendar. So last episode's word was penultimate. Excellent, good word. And this one is comorbidity. Ooh, not 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 so much. Uh, what's it? What is it? Karamazov. No, that's not one. <laughs> Karamazov. So, um, Karamazov. One cool thing is when he does go to look at the place, here's one of the things that the episode does that's clever. The first two things his flashlight hit are lamps. Pretty cool. When it's dark. Oh, And he yes. first walks in and yes. he, he, he lights one lamp. Yep. Then he pans across to the other lamp. And I was like, ah, oh, clever girl. Yeah, I like that. He, he, when he breaks those lamps, he really goes for it. Yeah, I, I I was thinking. I hope whatever you're looking for is not delicate. I <laughs> <laughs> would suck. <laughs> kind of taking his day out on those lamps, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, good thing it's made of metal. Was the fucking lamps? Did the lamp leave the steak cold? <laughs> Jesus. Did the lamp fuck your mom too? Oh my god. Jesus. Did the lamp forget your whites in the dryer? <laughs> so wait a minute. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's a good point. He just, just he whips it against the fucking brick <laughs> wall. Oh, god it. damn. Yeah. What, what I if there's hate like lamps. A, a data chip in there or something? Like, oh, it's right, right, right. forever. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. But oh, I, I, uh, so Palm, is it just because she's got scrambled circuits? Is yeah. that why she, she's, okay, that's, she's a little waterlogged. I don't think she's like playing a game of anagrams with them. Right, right, right. She's just, she's a little, a little mixed up up there, which got Scully it. points out. Um, right. you know, before, you know, for, for, <laughs> Okay. Scrambled eggs. Excuse me. When Paul, when, when, uh, <laughs> just another, oh God, for all you shippers out there that love, love, think, think Mulder and Scully are the perfect <laughs> couple. When Mulder, <laughs> Scully goes, Mulder, where are you going? If I told you, you'd never let me go. Perfect. That's perfect husband <laughs> and partner material right there. <laughs> love it. Love it. Mm. That's yeah, dope, takes, dude. <laughs> it takes off the house. Also, <laughs> after the fact, I was kind of like, why do you think she would give a shit? Like, it's not that weird to go to the the scene where you're like, it's not a bad place for him to go to, right? No. I, I, can I ask a question? Were the, was the, was, so, <clears throat> uh, this is going to be pedantic annoyance but did they just start did they just start covering up that stuff assuming this bitch was going to croak in the hospital or is this not a place that's lived in even though the electricity's on i'm confused by both i think no it was uh 
it was their summer place, and they hadn't gone there since they got divorced. It was like so a, va- the, a vacation house that was just kind of all wrapped up. They just kind of let that electric bill go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. They're well-to-do. I don't mind that. They're I mean, well-to-do yeah. folks. I'm like, damn, you got a lot of shit in there. You don't want your pictures. You don't want, like, I guess, I, listen, I guess if CSM is mushing your face into a, into a pillow that still smells like your husband, then ch- chances are you're probably going to want to avoid any, any memory, any type of, you know, a, a pneumatic device as it were. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the best. <laughs> This beer is really good, by the way. This is West Porter's dope. Nice. Yeah, this uh, <clears throat> blizzard of hops is treating me well. And can I say, I'll, let me I'm, tell I'm, you, I'm I get... got no tolerance for booze, and I haven't eaten in hours. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> good. Coming, no. Good product coming out. Let me just say this, and then I'll get completely off the subject. But did since... I say pneumatic, by the way? Like a drill? You did. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling I we did. We're going to let it go. And then I took another sip of West Porter, and I was like, ah, we're just going to let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, just w- one last note on Pendrel. I just want to shout out Stephen Self, who put up a hilarious photoshopped that shit is picture funny. of of Pendrel on the face of Aragorn, um, cueing your <laughs> your uh, your reference last time around. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So anyway, um, where the hell were we? What are we talking about? Why don't we talk about? Well, listen, there's a lot to talk about because, like I said, but you know. Uh, a couple things. So there's this guy, he fucking flips his marbles. A guy heals another guy. And they were like, who is this guy? Uh, I'm being told in the chat, this is an alien who's just not on board with the fucking plan. And he's got the ability to fucking, to, to, to mend flesh. Do they all? I don't know. You're asking me a, a question about X-Files lore. That's hilarious. I mean, is he alien Jesus or is it like just Oh, I see what you're saying. Is he alien Jesus or alien Bob and all Bobs can do it? Right. Right. Yeah. It's a good question. And I think, you know what? I, I'm just going to say this kind of out of my ass. This might be, if it's not, it's not the end of good mythology, but it might be the beginning of the end. This might be a point in mythology okay. where we start to maybe try to do <clears throat> a little too much and throw in too many mysteries and trying to scale up more and more. A Without bit. really a plan to sort of, yeah, you know, bring them all together. Just There's no confluence, mystery. right? <laughs> yeah, I, this might be, and I'm sure I'll be corrected, this might be the first time that colonization is spoken of. I could be wrong. Mm. I think I'm probably wrong about that, but it definitely is spoken in this one. It's a little bit vague. Um, there's elements that are really cool here, man. Like the the interaction between cigarette smoking man and uh, Smith in the you know when he's all strapped up in the sure sure they got they roll him in like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, absolutely. Max security. There's some great shit there, especially when he starts shape shifting and like CSM's reaction yeah. to it when he becomes. Uh, Becomes Mulder, um, Dad, Dad Mulder, that is rather. Um, yeah, Bill. This they, this dialogue's all good too. Like yeah. as we've already suggested, you have you any idea of the cost of what your actions is? Like CSM getting angry. I like that. <clears throat> it, it, it's interesting to think that this alien creature in 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 CSM sort of represent their respective sides. But CSM's like, you're fucking up the plan for your own side, dummy, and my side. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not on your fucking sides anymore. Give them happiness and they give us authority. Yeah. This guy's fucking me politically. He's like, I'm not on one of your sides. I'm going to fucking go down 
swinging alone. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Weak, corrupt, will, who's restless, restless. Yeah, he's good though. And man, he's, uh, he's got to have a personal relationship with CSM, obviously, because of their discussion and everything we see here. Sure, sure. They sort of fence words here. Yep. A lot of back and forth, a lot of jibs and jabs. CSM gets some, gets some good ones in, but he, uh, he gets some stunners, especially when you add that shapeshift effect. Pretty, pretty powerful. The deep throat, also great to see him again. Cool to see Bill Mulder since he's, yeah, yeah, that was neat. Disgust. Um, and again, there's cool elements that this is all this is all wrapped up in this giant conspiracy thing, and right. But I guess it's so when you get down to the meat potatoes of like what's happening in this episode. Yeah, because I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it is a cliffhanger, so it gets a bit of a a bit of a reprieve as far as that goes because it's it seems like an incomplete episode because it's in fact an incomplete arc in this two parter it's halfway through um, yes yeah hard to pass only, judgment until it's wrapped up that's true but the only the only bummer about that is when you when you when you watch it you go okay so the cliffhanger is the bounty hunter might get him and then i think i'm not sure we care the bounty hunter already has zone 1 are you talking about the weapon <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. Which is kind of like, <laughs> it's just a fucking retractable spike. It must be a special alien. It spike, has to though. be like it's a space feeling, spike. It's a space spike. This, it, there's no logical reason as to why the spike would. I mean, it's a stiletto. Space right? stiletto. Space, space stiletto. Space stiletto. Yeah, it sounds like a Jared Leto character. I think I like space stiletto space better. Stiletto. Okay, let's go back to it. <laughs> Stay with it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but just the fact. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. I almost choked on my blizzard oh, pops. Okay. Um, the fact that, like, is it Mulder finding it, which is important because it's a thing to be found, or is it the f- like CSM? He can't think of another way to get one. Like, he's got to try to kill Jeremiah Smith, but oh my god, I need one of these things, and the only one I can think of, despite the fact that I'm ball deep in a conspiracy with a bunch of fucking dudes that walk around wielding these things. The only one I can think of is the one Bill Mulder had, you know, after I was like pulling out of his wife, he hid it in a lamp and it's at their house and she knows about it. So now I got to get it from her, but then Mulder gets it first and oh my God, I got to do all this stuff to kill Jeremiah Smith before he spills the beans because you can't possibly kill this guy until you put a space to let on his neck. Like what the fuck? What are we doing here? That's ridiculous. It's stupid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Hey, here's what's dumb. Uh, um, I don't, we, it's funny because they're having this really interesting discussion and it's kind of philosophical. And then it sort of boils down to what I guess you would call Chekhov's gun in film, right? Like this, this sort of mystery tool. He keeps referring to a tool and I don't know. And, and I didn't realize until the end episode wrapping that he meant a literal tool by which to kill him with. And not like he was speaking sort of metaphorically. He's talking about an actual tool, a weapon. Right. And that becomes this very important piece of this episode, which is interesting because we don't... <clears throat> I guess it's cool when Mulder procures said tool and we know CSM doesn't have it and that it's important enough to where it can kill these things, which makes it... It, it, it makes it sort of beyond power because I'm guessing he can't just blow this guy's brains out. That's not going to work. Right. But I'm he's- guessing... Go ahead. Yeah, but like, what does that look like, right? If he shoots him in the right, head, right, right, are, we, right. are we Deadpool, right? Does I'm he have curious. a big, big hollow head and it just like grows back in? His head blows off and a tiny little head grows up slowly. In a, in a quippy fucking line. Yeah. After he shoots him in the head. 
But no, yeah, um, I don't know what it looks like. It's never quite tested, but I guess we can assume at this stage of the game they've tried. <laughs> JSM has probably tried many different things, right? Like the cell next to it just has like tiny little bits of alien that keep like congealing back together. Right. You can't immolate, you can't electrocute, you can't sure. drown it, you can't. I'm sure they've tried all those lovely different yeah. ways of hurting it. It's like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, just trying every way to get out of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, so sure, he needs one of these things. There's no other possible way to kill him. Um, you are involved with this super powerful syndicate conspiracy that has allies like the alien bounty hunter. You know the guy that they got to come in here and play Jeremiah Smith? Yes. Has, has this. He has the fuck. he has one. Everybody has one. You're like, it's, you know, when you graduate alien boot camp, you get fucking issued. There you go. And that's the other thing too, is it become a, the episode sort of shifts from this interesting conspiratorial stuff that involves a mystery between CSM and Mulder's mom and this guy and his ability to shape shift and the arrival of the alien bounty hunter onto the weapon in question. And it's maybe just not an interesting enough weapon to sort of steal the show. Or maybe maybe I'm just describing, maybe I'm projecting too much of my own annoyance at that mystery into the episode. But nothing quite, I think the problem, Josh, is nothing quite resolves. It's just, he's a renegade alien. So they're going to send the alien bounty hunter after him. My guess would be, if you're CSM, wouldn't you know that that's probably going to happen? Like, did CSM get on the horn, call the flying saucer, and say, listen, we got a renegade down here. Can you come take care of him? I mean, he's got to be, he's got to know what's happening because he's, they, he's with the team that goes out and brings in Jeremiah Smith, right? Right. So, exactly. So, but he knows yeah, Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Right. But he knows Mulder and Scully are going to go look for him. So he has to be aware that he or his allies arranged to have this other guy who's another alien who can shapeshift, go out and play Jeremiah Smith, who has right. one of his own one of these weapons. So what the fuck? What, yeah. what is he trying so hard to recover this one for? If he can just call on an ally, alien bounty hunter, by the way, that guy, what's his name, Brian Thompson? Thompson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been watching some Buffy. Oh, hell yeah. It's funny, he's in that. He's in. He plays a couple bad guys. Nice. Heavy Buffy's makeup. Good. Heavy, Buffy's good shit. Heavy makeup, yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just kind of like... I don't know. It's it. I'm trying to. It's the elements of a good episode. There's good scenes. There's there's definitely definitely good. Um, I mean, there's good acting. There's great performances here. Sure. There's some cool pairings. You get Mulder next time. You get CSM with this guy. CSM back with Deep Throat. You know, as far as actual yeah, interaction that, between the actors or, is or awesome. X too. X's appearance is yeah. cool. And I think it's just the fact that if you actually dig into it. It's hard. To, it, I, we're just doing a lot of hand wavy mystery shit. Like, oh, conspiracy. And I, I guess that's kind of what I mean. I think. I think the. <clears throat> I, I don't. I think like the mystery became the episode sort of push. Right? They're like, let's push mystery. But when sometimes when you push mystery, nothing really overly compelling happens. Right? Yes, especially when you. You can only push mystery onto mystery so many times before the audience people starts. Get, to, people get frustrated. Right? Yeah, you have to resolve like, shit. Right. Like, what are we doing here? Right. And I'm not saying we're at that point. And maybe, maybe a lot of this is my own shit just because I know the mythology is going to kind of fall apart and become overly convoluted. Maybe it wasn't that bad if, mm-hmm. if this is, if, if you could wipe your mind clean of everything after that, maybe I would be sitting here 
going, wow, cool. Like, man, I wonder, wonder where we're going. I, you know, I wonder what's happening. Maybe if we're not around the holidays and I wasn't a hateful cunt, I wouldn't be sitting here bitching and whining about it all. I don't know. Sure. We can't resolve any of these things. Uh, we're asking questions. No way to know. We're just asking questions. But no, I think, <clears throat> but yeah, yes. I, I, I don't know. Like Audrey, Audrey's saying in the chat, she has a good point there by saying maybe it's a letdown because we know how it's going. Maybe the mystery is as powerful because we know this will ultimately be a letdown, talking about the lore, which I think would probably be true for some of you, but I don't remember it really at all. And like, you don't seem pumped. No, exactly. So I might be an anomaly there, but yeah, it's, it, it's, um, I, 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 you know, here's how I felt watching this. Here's how I felt watching this. Let me give you a, let's, let's do a metaphor. I'm sitting at a campfire and everyone's telling stories and somebody's telling this story loaded with mystery. And I keep going and then, yep. And then what happens? Yep. And then what happens? And then at the end of that, the person telling the story goes, it just ends. And I go, oh yeah, but, but then, but what happens? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, it's really weird to watch a 44 minute episode of television and say, I don't quite know what is happening. And and I know that might infuriate people to hear, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to put words, I'm trying to use words to describe that feeling because it's almost like, okay, a guy heals some people. Um, we, we only know why, because he tells them like, we, we, we guess why based on his discussion with CSM as to why he heals this guy, how he gets involved, how he breaks his cover, how he does his thing, how he's going to try to disappear. He ends up getting grabbed. He has a bit of a philosophical discussion. We don't learn much more about his motivation outside of that talk. We don't know much about CSM's motivation other than you can't do that because of the said plan, which we still don't know much about. And then we learn, okay, we got to get this weapon. I need this weapon because mm-hmm. this guy needs to die. So I guess part of it, because so much of the thrust of the episode is, is resting on CSM, I don't feel sympathetic to CSM saying, we got to kill this guy. I'm like, okay. Like, it, that, that's not, CSM needing a tool and, or the people to implement the tool to kill this guy isn't super compelling to me. And then Mulder's quest, which, let's be real, Scully's largely out of this episode, unfortunately, is it's another big problem sure yep i agree like oh my god my mom oh this crazy thing happened all right cool we found this videotape wow that's interesting like they set up those interesting things but we learn the answers to them rather unceremoniously and then and then we go and then Mulder just sort of is fencing with everybody like with his words and kind of not getting anywhere or really learning anything i i feel like maybe it's just that he's treading water you know yeah he's just kind of running around being upset about his mom and upset about cigarette smoking man once he found finds out he's involved and he's whining to Skinner about going after this guy. Mulder is to uh, this episode as we are to covering it, right? Just running around sort of upset yeah. and not getting anywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's kind of what's And happening. if you dig into any of these things, again, it's they're only like they're only good at surface level. Like, okay, the weapon thing. If you yeah. actually think about it, you're like, okay, he really needs to find this. It's his whole big deal, and it triggered this series of events, which this series of events are interesting. We, we see Cigarette Smoking Man's interaction with Mulder's mom. Well, there's history there. Well, there's more history than we could imagine. Oh, and she's sick, and then he's at the hospital, and he's talking about, does he really care about her? Is that true, or is he just the pure evil guy he thinks he is? Or, or maybe he's actually human. Maybe he has human connections. So sure. That's just all interesting, but the core of it, did he really just show up because he needed that spiky thing? Although he can call on anybody he needs to that has 
those spiky right. things. That's, that, is, that seems to be, and I, and I kind of missed that on the first go. You pointed it out to me on this pod, but it does seem to be a glaring consistency issue, which is if the humans in the, if the, if the human government agents within it are working with the aliens and they have an agreement, then it would seem simply to say, hey, one of you guys are going rogue and he's down here healing bullet wounds. We can't have that. Dispatch an alien bounty hunter and take care of him. I have him locked in a pen. And, right? And yes, yes. But that that got me on like another scratch beyond mm. surface deep. Like what a weird way to go rogue. Like just hanging out at fast food joints waiting for somebody to go postal like so so how about maybe, go let me to try a to cancer throw, ward and hear uh, heal fa- a bunch fair of people fair enough fair enough so let me try to let me try to throw this a little bit too maybe maybe because I, I think what they want us to believe in a very weak way because you, you, your point makes a lot of sense but let's let's for fun be a tiny bit generous let's reach into the darkness the dark recesses of our hearts let's just say this maybe he just happened to be at the right place at the right time something pops off and he's like, fuck, I've been having a lot of thought about a lot of this stuff. I know I have the ability. I'm not going to walk away from this crime scene without helping this man. And then I'll just Good. disappear sold back me. into it. Does that work? Yeah, sold me. But whereas if he goes to a cancer ward, first of all, you're not going to get in and out of there without getting spotted. Although he does have his power. But but maybe maybe that was next. Maybe had he not been apprehended, he was going to do something like that. This, this was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Ex- exactly. Yeah, it's possible. So that's so, now here's what I will say about this episode. I think it's I think this guy is interesting. Jeremiah. First of all, yeah. yeah, he's a good actor. He he has a sure. lot of stage presence. He's very calm. I think he's a really good pick. I think he's casted well for this sort of calm. Uh, I, I'm calm. I, I have an odd quality of trust about me. He's very disarming. Literally, he disarms the man, but well, kind of. But um, but you know what I'm saying? He So now his performance aside, and like you said, performances are fine. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but maybe this character intrigues me. That's my best takeaway from this episode is okay. he kind of intrigues me. I like the idea. First of all, you know me in, in the rogues and the renegades. I love them. I love when they're like, I don't know if this is the right. I'm going to start thinking for myself here. And it leads him to sort of this adventure or trouble. Um, it, it, so I don't know how this resolves. That's the good news. I don't quite remember Jeremiah's, what's his last name? Smith. I was about to say Sands, but I think that's the guy from Mandy. Um, I don't quite know his faith, his fate, mm-hmm. but, um, he interests me that he's sort of philosophically challenging CSM and, and sort of just having this moment of clarity, like Jules says in, you know, in the Pulp Fiction, right? I'm just going to walk the earth. You know, like he's, he's having this moment in his head where things are going to be different going and CSM can't have it. Like that, that is kind of neat. I'll give the episode that as something that interests me. But the problem is, is everything else is sort of, um, sort of a mess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And including what you pointed out is this plot of you have them locked up. Isn't there communication between these guys? You know, it's, I mean, there, there, there's implied communication. There's no way. I mean, they, they grab this guy, and then this other guy goes in to fill in for him. That's not a coincidence. That's a pl- right. That's a plan. It's a conspiracy. E- exactly. So, sure. Sure. But you're right. You know, and and some of the things people are talking about in the chat. BP's talking about. Hey, there's more to come. More to be revealed. Let's right. Let's, let's we've we've done enough shitting and questioning and hole poking. Let's hold off until we get our a reveal on the other side of this two-parter. And I, I agree. Yeah. Can, can I, can I bring something into this? Sure. This goes to, this is oh, a new wow. hope. This, so <laughs> this is a new hope, a new hope empire strikes back kind of debate, right? 
Like New Hope is a perfect beginning, middle, and ending picture. And some say Empire isn't. I, I argue against that actually, but it is interesting to think you got a, a part one, which really stands on its own. And then uh, because he's like, I hope I get to make these other two movies. So that's how he made it. And then he was like, I'm rich as fuck. I'm going to make a million movies. But Empire kind of starts in media res. It, it, but in Empire's defense, it has a beginning, middle, and end. I still think it's the probably the better picture. But because um, Kasdan rules. Yeah. But, um, I, I, um, I have this discussion. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, recently, it, like yeah. in, don't you want, even if it's a two-parter, don't you kind of, so I want to let it off the hook a little bit, but I also want to say, but look at New Hope. And I know that's a super unfair comparison, but like you, don't you kind of want your two-parter? Don't you want them both to, it's almost like you have to break them out into beginning, middle endings, beginning, middle endings, and then attach them together. You can't go beginning kind of middle-ish and then we'll do ending in the last episode. You, you, they have to be cohesive narratives in each episodic unit, right? Yes, and I, and I would say maybe more look at Empire and Jedi because New Hope is definitely standalone. Empire and Jedi are not. Correct. So, but you can- But they still work as big, even but they if, still work in a classic sense. But right? even if Jedi sucked, Empire would still be great. Is it, is it getting to your point, ah, that, right? That's a good point. Yep, that's a good point. Right, exactly. In other words, you could, it, yeah, so if I extract the follow-up to this, I should still be able to say this This is a good episode. Yes. You, you like, I don't know. I don't but, know the rules of TV. I don't but know the rules. When, when you're relying on on mystery and conspiracy and, you know, like, ah, that's, that's where the comparison gets tough. And that's where- That's true. That's true. That's where- I think it is somewhat fair to say, like, let's withhold judgment because that's the game they're playing. They're playing this little fuck fuck game of like, hey, hey, well, like, what's behind the curtain, though? Sure. So we can kind of say, like, okay, well, when you pull back the curtain, if it if it blows, then this whole preamble, this whole lead up, you know, was just showmanship. And that's right, right, right. Kind of what I feel like this episode is is, is showmanship. It's good. Sure. It's sure. good showmanship. Like. Again, good performances, cool moments. There's cool interactions, but like, <clears throat> what's the fucking? It's, it's possible they sat down and wrote this as one unit, and then we're like, maybe we should break this up into two, and and it, and it just became a, a, a challenge. You know, it's difficult. It's like, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Well, you know, you know, Fellowship got flack for ending the way it did. I'm like, really? The breaking of the Fellowship is how it's supposed to fucking end. Fellowship it, ends right at, right after uh, Boromir dies, Boromir and then dies. they they break, and Sam and, and Frodo's like, "We gotta go, man! Like, like this is too much." My king, I, I know, I know. Much. It's a great way to fucking end it. So good, yeah. Anyway, um, good stuff. Good, good stuff. discussion. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate this. Good shit. Um, yeah. I mean, I get we're we'll we'll we'll, we'll reattack. I think we should when we do jump into season four here shortly. Let's let's make sure we remember to try to kind of revisit um, Talitha Kumi here Talitha and, Kumi. and see if see if our perspective changes at all based on the the season opener. Okay, shall we? Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, listener comments. Listener comments, pal. What do we have this week? Anything interesting? Um, or is it just more boring nonsense out of these people? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, we got. A there's some good here. ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. I'm going to give some, since we kind of were all over the place, let me give a, a comment from Neil James because he hits on a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah. um, sort of just bullet point style thoughts on Talitha Kumi. 
We have CSM, Skinner, X, Bill, and Tina Mulder. Uh, side note, we have to talk a little bit about X. Um, Alien Bounty Hunter and sure. the fucking awesome return of Deep Throat. But to me, the hero of this episode is Mark Snow. The music is superb. I'll pause here. You are you have a much better ear for music and scores than I do. Did this? Did, did anything stand out to you in this episode? It was good. Yeah. Cool. Yep, it was good. Um, there's a moment where it's it, there's a there's a synth moment in it. I should have I should remember to talk about it that I thought was very cool. It felt even retro for snow, and I thought that was just kind of neat. Mm, I like it. I like it. A carpenter esque, as it were. Uh, there, there is one. I can't remember what. Mo- it's late in the episode, but there's a moment in the score where there's almost like a. It's instrumental, but it's a, it's almost made to sound like a vocal kind of effect. Like there's yeah. this thing yeah, in the that's music cool. that, uh, yeah, but it, it definitely, that is a thing that caught my ear, but back to Neil James comment, palm, sure. palm to lamp. It's a little too wanky. Agreed. Sure. Uh, there's something dangerously cool about the flick knife style alien stabby thing. Space to Leto. Mm-hmm. CSM is such a fascinating character and this is a great episode for him. Is he all bad or do we believe he cares a little bit for Tina Mulder? This is actually kind of just what I was saying. Mm-hmm. The look of dread and fear that crosses CSM's face when Smith morphs into Deep Throat is simply fantastic. What a fantastic actor William B. Davis is. I love seeing Deep Throat again. I miss the old season one days when things were simpler in the mythology. For me, it just gets too complicated uh, for me from here onwards. X versus Mulder is exciting, but I don't want to see these two guys fighting. X really pisses me off. Fighting words. Alien Bounty Hunter is still <laughs> shit your knicker scary, but not a very memorable cliffhanger. Wanted to love it, but sure, didn't quite sure. hit the heights for me, so I gave it a like. Um, I think we we hit on a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it it did remind me that we did not talk at all about X, and you and I both have pretty ava- avowed man crushes on X. So for sure, we should say something about it. What do you think about his his role here? His um, play in so this episode. He, he's always he's the most mysterious individual in the whole series to me because you. I mean, up until he's dead, but, um, but he's, um, it was cool. Uh, What's interesting is the fact that he gets to drop on the CSM with a fucking camera. That's cool. I like that. He's there kind of, you know, anticipating what's going on. I I don't quite know how he intuits certain things that he does. You know, I'm not always sure how he gets his information, but I don't really care. I like that he's there. Um, apparently he had the same affliction as everyone else in this episode, which is this fascination with the space stiletto because he was going to beat the brakes off of Mulder to get it. If he assumed he had it on him. Um, real quick. Yeah. Mm, X wins that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. He's a Mulder, cool killer. Yeah. 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 He's a little more rangy. I mean, Mulder's a little bit more of a lover than a fighter. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I agree with that. I think, I think that's uh, maybe a little, you, you might, you, you want to get X and Skinner fighting. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I'm not sure Mulder lasts as long as they would like it. The real X file this week is him withstanding X's attacks for as long as he did. Yeah, especially when he, like X gets three straight hits in. I'm like, what are, yeah. are we watching? They live the alley fight. <laughs> Put on the glasses. <laughs> Getting three, three headshots in a row. And he's just like, Oh, counterpunch. Yeah, yeah. It's a rocky oh, fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counterpunch. Yeah, well, you're supposed to do that a while ago. <laughs> He's starting a little late in the fight for the counterpunching. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> but no, it's funny. Uh, I like X. I always like X. He's kind of like can do no wrong to me. I, I am... I am an unabashed like disciple of X. Yeah. So even if even if he's 
even if I'm going, I don't quite know how he has this info. I go, eh, it's X. He's a badass. Fuck it. Like he's for, for some reason I just X is like the shit to me. It's cool. I, it's good. He just can do no wrong, you know? Yep. Um, so, um, Angelari, Mikey Marinero. Let me preface this by saying this in, in uh, I haven't watched this one in uh, real recently. Jesus. Real recently. I think this is decidedly one of the least impactful cliffhangers a show ever delivered, at least for me. I think there's plenty of like here, but perhaps they put new threads a little too soon and without wrapping anything up. We'll learn Mommy, one year older than Dakofany Mulder, has a history with CSM, which is a major reveal, and I like Jeremiah Smith, but he doesn't have a huge role aside of simply being the catalyst for new questions. It may sound like I'm shitting on the app, but I'm not. The bottom line is it's hard, like for me, I like the characters, the reveals, and the questions, but it feels like the questions just keep coming and it struck me the wrong way this time. It has always struck me as Connie rehash, but less impactful. It has a lot of the same beats. Maybe I'm just a weird mood today. Nah, man, I, I, I think that, that kind of summarizes. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I think that summarizes exactly how I feel, dude. Yeah. So I don't think that's weird. It's okay. You won't get cast out of the X-Files contingent. You can stay. For, for having a, 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 for only liking something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, we, uh, I, man, it, it was a number of episodes in a row. I'd have to look back, but I think at least two or three loves for me. So this one, say officially, it's a like. Yeah, for sure. It's a like. Um, got a listener question, Dean. Ooh, <clears throat> are we primed for this or am I getting blindsided? You here? are getting blindsided, but I know you've thought about it before. Okay. Uh, this is a one, a question we actually didn't get to in the first round of listener questions um, from Greg, Mr. Greg Dawes. And the question is, if you had to cast X-Files, uh, recast X-Files with uh, today's actors, who would you cast? Easy. I have such a fucking hard time with these kind of things because I, I, I think and I'm like, do I only know two actors? Like I think and I'm like, I, don't, I fucking have no idea. <laughs> so you're exposed to a lot more media than me. So I don't even have a lot in mind. I'm just going to throw this to you and see what you do with it. Okay. Um, uh, my, my, my two picks with a bullet are Michael Fossbender and Emily Blunt. Oh, dude, I had Emily Blunt. That was the only thing I had in mind. That's crazy. Fuck. And, and I like, like, I, I was thinking like a Tom Hardy, but like, I, here's why I like Fossbender because he could sell me on sort of having a, a bit of an artistic flair to him. Like Duchovny does with Mulder. I think he could do it. Um, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, there's something I like. I've just always liked Fossbender. I think he's great. And I think Emily Blunt um, has the perfect blend of looks, brains, and toughness. That's awesome. She was you know the only I mean? one that came to mind at all. But then there's part of me that was like, is this even a good pick or is it just because I'm like madly in love with Emily yeah, Blunt? Yeah, she's, she's amazing. God. I mean, both as like a woman and as an actress, she, she right. I think she might be my favorite actress going right now. Top, top three for me, for sure. I, I, but, but I'm like blanking on others, but I'm sure I can come up with yeah. some. Um, but I like, I mean, Jillian I, Anderson is fucking great. Fastbender. Um, and I guess like, that's the other yeah, thing. because he does like Tom Hardy. Like I'm thinking of all these other guys who kind of have a, like a sort of a dark, mysterious look, but they're kind of hard nosed characters. Like Hardy always plays like, I'm gonna. I'm tougher than you. Yeah, right? not hard. You know, like I, I want Fassbender because he has more of a sort of a whimsical way about him. You know what I? You know what I'm interested saying? In? Give Hardy another five or ten years, and, and yeah. as Skinner. Ooh, interesting. Not quite yet. Maybe ten more years, and I want to see Hardy as Skinner. I like it. Yeah. I can get into that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought Fassbender just a he's a really you know handsome dude. Is, and, he, is um, he too old now though? I mean, if we're rebooting this, Fassbender's got to be forty something. He's early forties, but I, he still has a youthful look about him. Sure, but I mean, if we're rebooting, I mean these. These cats were in their twenties, right? When when it what? started, and Jesus it, Christ! I mean, this is season. They're one. perpetually mid thirties to me. Like, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think Jillian Anderson was like twenty seven. Maybe that's the company crazy. was probably in his early thirties. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, do, do we I have do. to reboot them at the at no. that stage? I mean, no. Yeah. I, I like it. I'm not. I'm not shitting on. I like that. No, Fassbender, you know, it's funny. He's a really good actor, but I I always maybe it's because of certain roles that come to mind. I think of him as very clinical and methodical interesting i don't yeah. i don't he didn't come he's to also mind with the, the, the sometimes yeah like I, the passion of a the company's interesting and and i mean Mulder is interesting as a character because he is he's so flat in a lot of ways and yet he's so emotional cor- cor- and correct yeah his delivery is dry right which i think fast panda would crush right yeah then that then the question becomes I mean, I've seen him in, in a, quite a few different roles. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think he's got the range for it for sure. Mm. I want to uh, reference a few people uh, that are being talked about in the, in the chat. Jessica Chastain for Scully. That's a good, that's a good pick. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a great I mean, especially, pick. especially if you're thinking remotely about looks. Um, yeah, and she's just very she, – she's got a stately appearance. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Tom Hiddleston. Ooh, he's hot. Who is he? Isn't he Loki? Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. He's not. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. The, I think he's Loki. Yeah, he's the hot guy. Okay. He's hotter as Loki than he is in real life. Yeah. But, you know. He's a little gaunt looking. He's got that English gauntness to his face. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can be one of the uh, one of the lone gunmen. Who else we got? John Cryer. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I guess. Um, <clears throat> Blunt has worked with Krasinski before. I hope that's a fucking joke. Dude, can... <sighs> I, I'm sorry, about to go. I'm, I'm not going to allow myself another rant tonight. <laughs> but like Hollywood dudes getting in shape, not impressive. If you're already a millionaire <laughs> and you're a guy and all you do is get in shape, not impressed. So I'm sorry, Krasinski and fucking Indian guy who has a X Files podcast too, and the the dude who from Parks and Rec that became like a Avengers guy. Not impressive. You have millions of dollars. You can fucking work out and get a personal chef. And like for a yeah. guy, it's not that hard to be attractive with millions of dollars and unlimited time. And that's your fucking job to. All right. I got you. To work out. <clears throat> Boy. Tom Hollander is Pendrel. What do you think about that? That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could play Simon Pegg, could play Pendrel. Simon but Pegg. He can't. He would charm his pants. He would charm his yes. way around to those pants. He would be fucking. He would. F- he dude. would funny. He'd funny his way right into those That's pants. That's great. <laughs> That's great. He'd funny his way in. That's great. Oh my god, Simon Pegg would be the perfect Pendrel. <laughs> uh, White Dev says Celine Murphy maybe be Crycheck. Man, ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I. It's he's funny. Got that, he's got that angular kind of Ugh. evil to him. Until I watched, I watched the first couple seasons of. Um, What's that? Peaky Blinders? Oh, right on. And I, did, I haven't seen it yet. I, you would love it. I, know. I loved I know. it, and I, I, know. It, I didn't choose to stop watching it. I just didn't have time. When I know I, exactly what. Dude, I know how that goes. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. And I'd always liked Cillian Murphy as an actor, but when people kind of referred to him as like a a badass or 
I was just like, mm, I don't. If they were picking that movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> that show. So that he's Irish too, which is cool. That's right? the show that makes me go like, oh, like yeah, he could he could be like that quiet badass. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So like a sort of explosive kind of yep, uh, yep, simmering, simmering kind of rage, yeah. a little darkness, a little darkness behind the eyes there. I dig it. So boy, we no, we, uh, we come to the end of twenty twenty. We come to the end of season three. Martin Sheen is seen as him, but only if he's doing his character from Departed. You're no fucking cop. <laughs> Boy, yeah. It's a, who else would be a good older CSM? I'd have to think about that. Or a, a good older actor as CSM. Ugh. Martin Sheen, I just, I don't know. Can you think, has he ever played a bad guy? Yeah. Malkovich, James Spader. Boy, it's Ooh, interesting fucking shit wait a minute. tossed around here. God, I feel like Malkovich can do whatever he wants. I I love that guy. Um, I don't know. I've always liked Malkovich. He's great. Mr. Mulder. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you would get to play like a, like a, uh, the fuck's his name? CSM? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, tough. Uh, the only other casting I could think of for X, but again, the age doesn't work because he's getting a little bit older, but Idris Elber, I could, Hey, I know the two black guys, but when you talk about that kind of quiet badassness, and if you're, if you're kind of making them try to look remotely, physically imposing too. He's a big boy. Dude. Six, 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 two. What a missed opportunity for him not to play Bond. No shit. He was talked about a lot, and I don't know. I don't. I, you know. I don't know if he was ever actually. It doesn't get better than that, does considered, it? Considered, but I mean, the guy's from fucking England. Did I say Irdis again? Somebody you said Idris. I Idris. Thought. Yeah. I, all right, Idris. Um, dude, man, he's so fucking good. I love yeah, that guy. He's great. Me yeah. too. You should watch Luther if you get a chance. Yeah. I. Yep. Check it out. All right. I think you dig it. Cool. Yeah, you don't have to watch a ton. You know, just watch five, six, get a feel for it, then you can call it a day. All right. That's how everything is. Michael Shannon's a great actor. Amy, you're right about that. And apparently Voss says that uh, Sheen played a crooked politician in Dead Zone. Well, he played a... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Played a uh, president in um, West Wing, you know. Yeah. If you're... Walk, a walk and talk show? Walk and talk. Walk and talk. Walk and talk. Well, who's, that, who's the guy that made that show? He's the king of the walk the, and talk. Yeah, he he did all those sports Sports night radio, shit. sports night. Yeah. yeah. Shit, well, hey man. We're out of here. Was, I gotta go, because I gotta watch a fucking episode of uh, of Mandalorian and then podcast again. I gotta do that right that's now. That's so right. Have we'll have to, a quiz we'll, coming at you soon, but otherwise, yep. uh, <laughs> hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. You too. And Merry Christmas to the listeners and uh, live show. Uh, we're just shutting it off. <laughs> I got time to fucking fade down a song for four minutes so love you guys <laughs> oh do, do what you always do what are we doing here uh, that, that's what I was trying to do with the Merry Christmas thing you get talking that's it a fucking hey shove a fucking mistletoe up your ass fuck all of it you've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net that's libertystreetgeek.net Dot net.